0: Hi, this is DJ Yamaho and you're listening to Best Frequencies Forever. Yeah.
1: From Cap Street to the world, this is BFF.fm.
2: Good morning. You are listening to TV on the radio here on BFF.FM. I'm Leah and I'm here with Jessica. Good morning Jess.
3: Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Did
2: that get you all fired up? Oh yeah. Is that? I realized realized this morning one of the only Motley Crue songs I could name. I don't think I could have
3: even come up with that one until you started playing it. Um. All right, well, uh, I used to have a Motley Crue shirt that I loved dearly, and I wore it into the ground until it was shreds, and then I threw it away, and then I was like, I should have kept it. Yeah,
2: yeah, I should have repurposed it. Um, All right, well, uh, we started off because God forbid we talk about a woman through the lens of anything but her relationships. Um, (laughs) But that was Motley Crue, girls, girls, girls. And today we are talking about Pamela, a love story, Mm -hmm. a Netflix documentary. remarkable for being the first pamela anderson content endorsed by pamela anderson um she probably
3: stands by baywatch right (laughs) oh sure sure (laughs)
2: yeah um but uh last year you are on record as saying that the hulu produced pam and tommy one of your top five shows of the year Mm -hmm. um and pamela anderson did not like that
3: no um so famously didn't watch it famous yeah didn't but did not approve of the the whole idea
2: yeah. Um and apparently already had this documentary in the works, mm-hmm. um produced by Ryan Wright and her sons. Um They're producers? They were listed as producers. Dylan I and mean, Brandon? I don't I don't know what they were yeah, I'm not not hundred percent sure of their I didn't notice that. Production involvement, but yes. <laughs> um uh yeah, so what did you think of Pamela Love Story?
3: Um I I Thought a lot of things. Okay, okay, lay it on me. <laughs> um, I, it was compelling. I yeah. was, I was definitely engaged by it. It was interesting. I think I'm on record probably multiple times, um, questioning the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Veracity of a mm-hmm. validity. Just the the point of yeah. these sort of self produced yeah uh, documentaries. Um, We've watched, I've watched a lot of them thinking mm-hmm. that we would end up talking about them. I watched the Janet Jackson documentary. I watched the Sheryl Crow documentary <laughs> for some reason. I watched the Sinead O'Connor documentary. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's this sort of like, uh, it's a way for a person to get the last word on their own legacy. You know, sure. you make a documentary, mm-hmm. there's not necessarily any objectivity to it. It's just whatever way you want to prove uh present yourself which is fine and then that's what's going to dominate any search of your name on google for at least a little while yeah and uh she also has a book coming out yeah she's um hitting all her bases yeah i mean i guess that's an interesting point too like like if i am to question the value of these self-produced documentaries i suppose i have to also question the value of an autobiography yeah (laughs) but uh (laughs) um yeah in general i just think it's like yeah, you can say whatever you want about yourself and even if Pamela Anderson's not technically a producer of this, like she is because yeah. she has the final word on what goes in and what yeah. what doesn't.
2: Pamela Anderson says that she will not and has not watched this.
3: Right, yeah, yeah I thought that was interesting. Um, but I don't know, it was It was definitely interesting to s- see things from her perspective. I think particularly because her perspective is very bizarre.
2: <laughs> it is,
3: uh, Yeah. yeah. I mean, something that really jumped out at me that was a little glossed over is like this i think sort of starts during the pandemic she's moved back to her childhood i believe her childhood home Mm -hmm. at her parents property in canada um a remote rugged beautiful property that she is now like developing like building a new house for herself and her parents and in the course of that she falls in love with one of the contractors Mm -hmm. marries Mm -hmm. him and then gets divorced again Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's just she loves getting married. She loves, love. And like, it's yeah. so fascinating to see her just continue this pattern that I would think of as like destructive and very, very difficult, but she just keeps her head up, always looking for the next partner. And yeah. I just think that's fascinating. Like, I do. It's, yeah. She's an interesting woman. What did you think?
2: Yeah. I thought that was wild. I thought... um yeah, I guess it made me realize that I didn't really have any inroad to Pamela Anderson other than, you know, everything that's been out there about Pamela Anderson. Yeah. I mean, she's me realize- iconic in, yeah. in more
3: than one sense. She's like an icon. She's the thing that we've all looked at. Yeah. Very, more than anything else. Yeah. You know, she's famous for her body and her looks.
2: Yeah. Um, which, I mean,
3: 10 out of 10. I <laughs> Could not believe how beautiful she yeah. is with no makeup. Yeah. Like, I think some of this she truly didn't have any makeup. Getting yeah, honest, just I don't stunning think. face. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: but uh, yeah, it made me realize I didn't really have any inroad, and I was uh, I I was kind of touched by how open she seems mm-hmm. about everything. I mean, especially love, mm-hmm. and it seems I don't know endearing and also batshit fucking crazy for her to be like you know on to the next like just her steadfast determination to just move forward like i i put in my outline to you i feel like pamela anderson is the first person in the history of the world to ever like apply the what people think of you as none of your business thing (laughs) like she really just has she is just living her life and it made me I thought it was like really kind of brave and endearing in one way. And then also I was just like, oh my God, like the world has ruined this woman. Yeah, like it, it's really... it made me sad in a way that, um, y- yeah, like there's, there's no option but to live your life, obviously. Yeah. Right. That's what you, any of us are going to do. But um, yeah, just, like, to realize that she is an absolute icon and also this total fucking cipher. Like, you mentioned when we were talking about Pam and Tommy that um, they talked about how uh, the legal, the legalities of their sex tape being released and all of that. Like, it went to the Supreme Court, basically, about, like, what's a violation of privacy? And they ultimately deemed that because Pamela Anderson had, appeared in playboy she gave up her right to privacy forevermore and because she had done nudity in the past having this huge violation like having your private um intimate like tapes about your marriage released um is fine you're Mm -hmm. asking for you know you've put it out there already so there's nothing else that you're entitled to and you had mentioned that you know she really was this person that was, like, because all these men had gotten the horn for Pam Anderson, like, (laughs) she she was just viewed as, like, truly not, like, that was a sex act to them. Mm -hmm. Not that Pamela Anderson participated in a sex act, but because the entire population of the world, 1.1 billion people a week tuned into Baywatch, and because... Half of those were masturbating to Pamela Anderson. <laughs> she was, <laughs> she was, I uh,
3: to masturbate to any of Pamela Anderson. Yeah.
2: She was, yeah. It was, it was just, I th- I think that was very much my takeaway is like this woman was sexualized in a way that completely removed her personhood
3: mm-hmm.
2: for her entire fucking life. Yeah. And how do you, how do you go on from that? I mean, how do you, how do you, I think that's something your, that's interesting and life? also,
3: unanswered by this documentary is she has a very i think confused relationship to herself and her own identity Mm -hmm. like you see her um doing all these public appearances like during baywatch after the sex tape going on leno like Mm -hmm. bearing all these disgusting questions from like david letterman and leno like making fun of her multiple marriages and everything and she's playing along Mm -hmm. you can tell sometimes she gets uncomfortable with it but she knows she's playing this part like Part of her public persona is not entirely real. Mm -hmm. But after all these years, like her private persona has been subsumed into it. And it's very... I I don't think she understands who she is, really. And I thought it was interesting watching back her and Tommy. Their relationship was so... So much of it was documented. They filmed themselves doing everything. Not just... It wasn't just the sex tape. They filmed their entire lives. And I think they're both people who maybe don't quite understand who they are unless a camera is looking at them you know Mm -hmm. and um yeah I think she just doesn't entirely have a strong division between her public persona and her private life and we see her over the course of making this um she's kind of holed up because of the pandemic but she talks about getting restless again and Mm um and feeling a little stir crazy and I think that was a euphemism for attention like she yeah. can't live a private life she doesn't know who she is unless she's um Reflected. on camera yeah yeah and so she made this documentary and then she does broadway which which was very cool to watch yeah but i think yeah after all these years being she was discovered as a very young adult and has been in the public eye since she was what 18 or yeah. something yeah <clears throat> so yeah i don't know i don't think pamela knows who she is if she's not being watched by the public
2: yeah and wildly I also felt that she did sort of have a sense of self like Mm -hmm. I do think that yeah she has a narrative in her mind for like who she is and I think a lot of the story the reason it's interesting now is because Pam Landerson is now in her 50s she's 55 yeah 55 um she's now in her 50s and I do think that as women you like having some of that fall away where like you're not just you know getting to that point where you're invisible which I'm not stating Pamela Anderson is no I know what you mean but getting to the point where you're not perceived just for your physicality Mm -hmm. is you know a burden lifted and I feel that like she she talked a lot about trying to like reclaim her power and like she's she seems very just like forward-facing like whatever is gonna come next and She's open to everything, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope that that's her true experience. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I ultimately found this kind of. <clears throat> I I thought it was. Uh, it was light in a way that wasn't ultimately very satisfying for me. I yeah, I, I sort of expected a little more, and I
3: think that's the the problem with these things you yeah. know like there's no one to push her on anything there's yeah. no opposing voices on anything yeah it was light on like interrogation of how yeah. did i get here yeah. you know it, w- it was very much just like looking forward and it ends on a note it ends after her run she is in chicago mm-hmm. on broadway and she worked very hard to yeah uh, god if this there's thing she's ever one done thing you
2: take away from this it's that doing a fucking broadway production it's a shit ton of work yeah.
3: but when that ends you sort of see the air go out of her mm-hmm. and she's like i don't know what's next and it's sort of like this mixture of um like optimism but also like uh i think an apprehension about like yeah. now no one's looking at me again you know yeah you and i last weekend um were talking briefly about like beauty and how people see you we're both in our 40s mm-hmm. and we were talking about this as we were both spending multiple hundreds of dollars at Sephora <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean I don't like get ready and put on makeup with the expectation that like men are going to look at me anymore mm-hmm. you know I do I know that I'm invisible to a degree at this age and mm-hmm. I'm fine with that but yeah. there is still something about like I, I still want to present in a yeah. certain way even though no one's looking at me and I I don't know I thought about that as I was watching this documentary and like Pamela Anderson she's still very very beautiful but like she still like needs to present in sort of a sexy way like she Mm -hmm. always was wearing like see-through white dresses Mm -hmm. like with no bra and there were was a lot of footage of her in this documentary from her her glory days doing like topless photography for playboy I think I don't. I don't really know where I'm going with this, but there's something that she's at peace with who she is. She's more au natural now, but she yeah. still wants to be seen as you know, kind of this bombshell.
2: Yeah, and I think, I mean, how much of that is? Yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I think that yeah, this it it felt like this thing that her life has felt like something that has happened to pamela anderson mm-hmm. um and she was fed yeah. into this machine that just absolutely dehumanized her yes and-
3: yes but also like i think what's interesting about pamela anderson in particular is that she doesn't she doesn't um see herself as a victim of all. any yeah. of that in the yeah. sex tape thing her sex tape literally being stolen and then yeah. made public yes but she's not like ungrateful for doing Playboy. She has nothing but good things to say about Hugh Hefner and um, I don't know I don't know if that's just a matter of perspective or if I mean she she truly felt empowered by her first Playboy shoot. That's Mm -hmm. where she talks about how she suddenly didn't see herself. She was sexually abused and raped as a very young child um, in two different incidents it sounds like and she said that's the first time I didn't feel i'm paraphrasing but she didn't feel like a rape survivor anymore she felt empowered and she felt beautiful and um it's i mean it's interesting to see that perspective she doesn't look back on her life and think i was fed into this machine and victimized and made into an object she is happy about everything she's done i think you know
2: yeah and also not to be a bitch but like what's the alternative for pamela anderson like staying in ladysmith and like working at the you know, whatever, the local store, you know, it's like, yeah, of course. (laughs) It was funny
3: to hear her mom. I didn't realize, I knew she was Canadian. I didn't know she grew up on like Vancouver Island. Yeah. And her mom told her. Like when she was going to the mainland, yeah. which was Seattle, her mom yeah. was like, there was a murder in Texas. Yeah. And she's like, I think they're pretty far apart. Yeah. Mom. She's like, it's all connected on the yeah. mainland. Yeah. <laughs> I found that very funny. Yeah. I
2: actually, I found, I found quite a bit of this funny too. I liked, mm-hmm. uh, she was recounting everybody that she was dating when she first got to Hollywood and she really cut a swath through <laughs> Hollywood. But She sure did. An absolute fucking murderer's row of losers. Yeah. Um,
3: she's <laughs> such... She really truly an enigma after all this cuz I think her politics are really interesting if mm-hmm. a little bit inscrutable but boy is she attracted to conservative men. Yeah. She <laughs> loves around the conservative. Kane. Scott Jesus Baio, Christ. Kid Rock, Kid Rock
2: yeah. <laughs> Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> is he a conservative? I don't I have no idea. I'm waiting for the documentary on Mario Van Peebles to find out. Um but yeah, her attitude to love was absolutely fucking wild to me because mm-hmm. she she had me going there for a minute she had me in the first half i gotta say <laughs> like she was talking about how she was dating kelly slater and she was supposed to go to his house but she inadvertently oh married fucking yeah. tommy lee in what Cabo. a conversation <laughs> in Cabo. so she had to tell kelly that she couldn't come by because she was married now to somebody that i mean it it truly does seem like she and tommy had like a connection Obviously. like clearly
3: <laughs> although she said that they they tried i think it, it sounded like it was her first time i don't know but that he gave her ecstasy and oh, yeah, they yeah. met so yeah. i couldn't understand how maybe that would make you think like we should get married Well, also
2: it was clearly a four-day fuck fest like that's yeah, clearly yeah. what the entire thing was and then but she was saying you know like people are together for years and don't get married. Like, why Why not? And I was like, yeah, I guess. Why not, Pamela Anderson?
3: Why not just go for it? Like, whatever, you know? I mean, that's like saying that everything, everything is a 50% chance. It's going to yeah, yeah. happen or it doesn't. It, yeah, <laughs> so, totally. Whatever. Um,
2: but yeah, she's on the record as saying that Tommy Lee was the love of her life. Mm-hmm. And it does seem like they were so young and so dumb. Like, yeah. it just seemed like this really immature and clearly not a solid like it was clearly an abusive relationship Tommy Lee was imprisoned for physical abuse mm-hmm. um and also coercive uh, you know there was she talked about how he would show up on the baywatch set and like oh, lose his shit and just be because like, she really was acting and she was with kiss another somebody.
3: Actor. yeah that was um yeah they talked about how the like the whole production knew to change scenes if Tommy showed up so that not to upset him, which was, which
0: is fucking wild.
3: Like insane
2: idiot. Like really you're spending millions of dollars, not upsetting fucking Tommy Lee. Like God, this country, man, the lengths we will (laughs) go to, to avoid having a man be put out in any way, like changing an entire production because Tommy Lee is coming by. Um, But uh, also it does seem like it was, I don't know, like the Pamela Anderson story. Although she doesn't see herself as a victim, and I'm not saying that she is, it does seem like she has reclaimed a lot of her life. But the um the whole like narrative of that relationship was that it was the, these like insane highs, and yeah. it really just fucking tracked a path of like an abused kid yeah. just like acting out in like in and it, and that pattern has continued and that was one of the things that I found so mystifying about her is I was like wow it really just seems like she's just like moving forward and just like doing what she needs to do to get to the next thing and then I'm like
3: could she maybe use a bit, bit of therapy I know like, it feels a like little a cliche but she needs therapy yeah. <laughs> I because mean, she is trying to do yeah. introspection she talks about how uh, she described her pattern of being attracted to abusive men as like I, I don't she likes guys who are sort of macho and she attributes it to like they think of her as this like damsel in distress Mm -hmm. who needs to be saved and when they find out she doesn't she has you know all the power she needs she can leave them anytime she wants because she has money and power That 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 upsets them and that's how she gets knocked around (laughs) it's like i don't hey you're halfway there i guess
2: (laughs) (laughs) and she is perpetrating that like female like damsel in distress thing you know that's kind of what she yeah i don't know it's it's weird i that was kind of my thing there was also a very very strange thing about um the her son called her brandon called her to say that he had watched the first three episodes Mm -hmm. of the show and and tommy yeah. yeah and he said something about like he's like yeah, so they're saying that, like, this guy stole the tape, and then they specifically say at some point in the documentary that they never, they don't know who stole yeah. the tape, and I was like, that is factually out there, yeah. right, that, like, Rand Gauthier stole this tape, and he he's on the record, he served time for it, <laughs> like, um... It, and uh, it yeah, just seems, and that was, I was like, okay, if you're like debating the actual like basic facts, how much of this is like self preservation that you're like, I'm just not willing to revisit that mm-hmm. like terrible, terrible time in my life? And then how much of it is just like straight fucking denial, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I just, I, and, and we have said on the record, like, I feel like this, you know, there's been much made in the, past few years about like relitigating these cases of women that have been wronged and a it's like what the fuck comes out of it but b i think that pamela anderson may have gotten like her refusal to look at anyone else's perspective about her story is sort of you know like i feel like pam and tommy was insanely um sympathetic to pamela anderson it presented her as the person who lost the most out of that mm-hmm. situation which it's 100 percent true she says in this documentary she says that she knew when that happened that for her her career was over and that tommy well. lee was a rock star and it was cool yeah you know which is the world <laughs> i mean <laughs> but um yeah i just i was like I understand wanting to like reclaim your narrative and like tell the story your way or whatever, but also there is room for like, I don't, I I mean,
3: we, we've talked about this multiple times. Um, We've talked, we talked about Pam and Tommy and yes, how she, (laughs) she comes out very well in that. But I also, I understand no matter what that show was, if Pamela Anderson feeling like it's not someone else's story Story to to tell. tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can totally sympathize with that. I can imagine her being resentful about anything in that show like yeah. not being 100% the truth or it, existing at all. You yeah. know, it's again someone making money off of her story. Yeah. It, but it's the it's the price you pay for being a public figure, Yeah, you know? Like mm-hmm. and I and un- I understand and feel that like you'll never feel good about that or be able to fully accept it, but um I don't know. It is. It's just the price you pay. And I feel like I said everything I needed to say about the, about true crime. And, yeah. you know, uh, when we talked about Dahmer, mm-hmm. which the people who. Another of your top five. Yeah, another <laughs> <laughs> of my top five. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a show that I felt like sort of addressed head on the price that people pay for becoming um, part of a news story. yeah. <laughs> 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 well, also just, yeah, the survivors of yeah. Dahmer's victims and, like, ha- how they had to contend with this uh, this horrible thing that happened to them turning into a, a public spectacle in a way. Um, turning into
2: a TikTok viral moment. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And those people never asked to be in the public eye. Sure. But we still make TV shows that re-traumatize them and um, use their trauma for our, our lurid entertainment (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i don't really know where i was going with that but yeah i mean it's just like if we're gonna agree that like true crime and um relitigating past news stories is our you know primary source of entertainment outside Mm -hmm. of the marvel universe yeah (laughs) then people are always going to be upset about it and that's just uh that's life in america baby (laughs) (laughs) your your labor is you know money for the top 55 executives in in this country yeah yeah (laughs) even pamela anderson gets uh gets her labor siphoned up to the ceo of Netflix. netflix and yeah. hulu is hulu part of the time warner I have hbo no idea. max i
2: don't know anything about that or is it a disney property they're fucking all owned by elon musk somehow <laughs> <laughs> or like sam freeman or whatever that could be I, I don't know fucking yeah um yeah i just yeah
3: i i I found it... She never addressed whether her sons were named after Brandon Walsh and Dylan McKay, (laughs) which is all I've ever wanted to know.
2: (laughs) They clearly were. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Um, uh, Speaking of her sons, though, Mm -hmm. it does seem... So Brandon is the older one, and it does seem like that is a young man filled with fury about his mother and her treatment. Um, It seems like... He had taken on a lot about um, yeah he he talked he asked her you know like are you bummed that you never made any money from the sex tape and she lyingly said she wasn't (laughs) (laughs) and of course you would be bummed you never made any money from the sex
3: tape. I don't know she gets to have the higher moral ground like wouldn't it just feel gross to have made money after all of that I mean I don't I don't know I guess money money talks. Yeah.
2: I I mean I would comfort myself with the house I bought with said money. No, absolutely not. I mean, yeah, everybody else literally yeah. like made millions on it. Um, so yeah, why not? Why not her? But um, yeah, it was interesting. He said too at some point that you know he went through his life always feeling that people that he met knew things about his family and correct. Like, that's what, yeah, right. <laughs> Which yeah, um, yeah, everyone's seen your mom's sex tape, but. Yeah. Um but I was thinking about that too. I was like that is a really weird burden to go through and then I was like that's kind of true for any child of a celebrity though, right? Yeah. Like I mean it not to that extent and obviously it's a huge violation having your personal sex tape stolen and published on the internet. Um but yeah, really really wild. They he he just seems like he's got a lot of unprocessed rage. <laughs> about the whole thing
3: oh yeah i'm sure we'll, we'll see where we uh, yeah i mean they were born in the eye of the storm mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. wild yeah and tommy lee's their dad <laughs> I, yeah and
2: they i mean say what you will they clearly all love each other like, yeah at least really love pamela anderson and she said that uh i forwarded you a link to an interview that she did with rofar ronan farrow um was oh, so- <laughs>
3: <laughs> i didn't have time to read it i didn't know that's what row farm is. yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like it's a magazine i haven't heard of
2: an interview that she did with Ronan farrow where she talked about um sending her kids to a canadian boarding school because she wanted them away from la and away from you know to grow up with mm-hmm. i guess more of a normal upbringing so a canadian boarding school is the way to do that um <laughs> but but uh yeah, there's a real, I think it is the Canadian part of her, but there's a real down-to-earth yeah. vibe to Pamela Anderson that uh, really, like, belies everything that, you know, we've been presented with. Um,
3: yeah, I really admire her. I mean, given her, <clears throat> the way she seems truly to this day still drawn to Tommy Lee. Yeah. Um, her strength in in leaving him. Because yeah. it seems like it would have been very difficult. Yeah. There's the father of her children. And yeah. it was, I think he, I don't remember, choked her or something in front of the kids. And that was it. He she pushed her and the room. kid um, yeah.
2: against a wall. Yeah. um, Yeah. Wild. Uh, it was also really strange to see, they showed some interview uh, footage of Tommy Lee with like, I don't know, Hoda Copy or somebody asking, you know, talking to him about the abuse charges. And it was, shocking to me how um like I don't know I'm just so familiar now with like the PR Mm -hmm. machine of all of it and like how unprepared he was like he was genuinely uncomfortable and really like didn't
3: kind of know and what sort of defending his actions well, you know sure, like yeah. instead of just like you said the pr machine just saying i'm sorry there's no excuse for yeah. what i did i've gotten help he was just yeah. like well sometimes you get really mad yeah. <laughs> <was like>, <laughs> is... yeah like dude bitches be trifling like
2: um yeah just really wild but yes absolutely i do really um admire her strength in leaving Tommy Lee and breaking that pattern of abuse
3: well not breaking the pattern but breaking it, well <laughs> breaking it with him also
2: the wildest revelation from the whole thing is she's they're looking at footage she mm-hmm. also has like documented her entire life she's kept journals all yeah. of her life and she has like this house is filled with all of like her tapes from yeah. like ev- just everything but um, <laughs> she she was talking about like oh we were leaving Wayne Gretzky's house yeah. and I'm just like patron saint of canadians like wayne gretzky you just like any canadians in trouble and you just call wayne gretzky and he's there with like a hockey puck and like a house for you to stay in (laughs) airlifting some poutine right to you like i just love the idea that like all these canadians are just like help me saint gretzky like it's just it was yeah really really funny to me i I thought you were canadians just fucking stick together man (laughs) greatest country in the world i
3: my biggest Shocking moment was they were watching it. Her and her sons, I think both of them were watching like video of them as little kids Mm -hmm. swimming. And one of them was like, Oh, that's when we were in Detroit. And I was like, Oh no, (laughs) Detroit. (laughs) I know what that means. She's like, Oh yeah, that's when we were with Bob. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, Oh God. Just so like, Yeah, that's when I was married to Kid Rock. Fine. No, no big deal. Yeah. Bob was really good with the kids.
2: Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too bad he's a fucking rabid
3: conservative asshole. I wonder if Kid Rock's really a conservative if he has politics. Yes, at all, Kid or Rock's a just, conservative. I mean, Anyone just, with money is a conservative. Well, fine, but <laughs> he seems like the kind of person who would have just like realized what his fan base is and pandered to it. You know, sure, maybe. I don't yeah, know. It makes a difference. Who cares? Yeah, who cares?
2: But also, um, yeah, just like her her litany of, like, her marriages after mm-hmm. Tommy Lee and just, like, Rick Solomon, like... Twice, twi- right? Tw- Divorced him t- and
3: remarried. Yeah,
2: twice. And that's Rick Solomon's an interesting one because noted piece of shit, Rick Solomon, mm-hmm. but um, it's interesting just because of the tie to the Paris Hilton sex tape. Yeah. And, um, and Pamela Anderson has said some problematic things about Me Too, and there's her whole tie to Julian Assange, which do you think I've- they're... They fucked, right? They must have been fucked. I agree with her on
3: um, free Julie... hashtag free Assange.
2: Oh uh, yeah, well, um uh and yeah, she people were big mad because she was uh she buddied up to Putin about fur. Um She just she has know. her goals
3: and she I yeah. I I mean I'm a I'm a noted fan of Glenn Greenwald, who I know everyone hates now, but I think he and Pamela Anderson have similar politics and that they don't care who they have to talk to to you mm-hmm. know achieve certain goals and uh glenn greenwald's is government transparency and pamela anderson is stopping cruelty to animals yeah so, and also freedom of speech both. so yeah <laughs> yes same same um <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean
2: good for her like fucking hustle if you're gonna yeah. be made to do this stupid shit do it for something that you care about mm-hmm. which um also like so pure that she's like of course it's animals it's just like it's just textbook (laughs) abuse victim like her her whole so much of her life is just textbook abuse and yeah i really think she could use some therapy
3: yeah i mean either therapy or get married 16 to 17 more times over the course of her life yeah
2: uh, sure i mean there's
3: also who should she marry next there's
2: she's i i don't know i think Go back and revisit some of your early flames. Like, David Charvet deserves another look. (laughs)
3: Um,
2: Is Mario Van Peebles married? Get back with Mario Van Peebles. Um, Mario Lopez?
3: I don't know. Oh, Mario Lopez would be a good one. (laughs) He's married. Not for (laughs) long. Not if Pamela Anderson comes comes by. I guess.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah, that poor contractor in Canada. Like, she is on the record as saying, like, and so then, you know, he seemed nice. And I thought, he'll do. (laughs) <laughs> reader he did not in fact do <laughs> like <laughs> divorced within like a year and a half like the, the kids clearly are like don't learn anyone's name until you yeah. know it's like just throw out the hamster <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't learn anyone's yeah. name for who did she say years. she
3: said she was at like Studio fifty four, so not studio fifty four, but Oh, Slice Alone
2: offered uh her to be as number one. Yeah, and yeah. she said so there'll be a number two and absolutely No, but not. she was like,
3: I was talking to Lionel richie or something <laughs> or Stevie Wonder, someone, some like famous uh, he, she was just like, I got divorced again. He's like, Girl, just just keep getting on that Yay. horse. I admire you. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I to be clear in a way I do admire a- her absolutely. having such after the life she's had being violated in the way she's Mm -hmm. been violated just having such an open heart and like still believing in love at this point in your life Mm -hmm. like god bless (laughs) (laughs) incredible
2: Yeah. yeah truly wild yeah that was i was very touched by kind of how open and still like vulnerable she seems and uh yeah nothing but the best for all your future endeavors pam i mean sure yeah yeah um i uh Oh yeah, I mentioned that she had some. I would say controversial views on Me Too. Um, she said, "What that, were her
3: views on Me Too?" Uh, she just
2: said, "If you go to a hotel um, and somebody answers the door like in a robe, you know what you're getting into." Um, which I, guess, I
3: mean, hard one yes. wisdom. Yeah. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, that's the thing. It's it's so interesting because, as you said, she had nothing but positive things to say about Hugh Hefner mm. and and her experience at Playboy and while that's all very real and very valid Hugh Hefner was a fucking creep yeah. like undoubtedly like all of his fucking lip service about empowering women and blah 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 like that was a happy fucking accident of the environment that Hugh Hefner created and not a Hugh Hefner design um and it really bugs me that he gets any fucking props for. Yeah. For but
3: yeah, uh, I mean, I guess I was asking if that's a matter, if it's a matter of perspective, like Pamela Anderson's yeah. opinion of Hugh Hefner and her her reflection on coming up being a mm-hmm. naked model. That's not what it's called, but you know what I mean. A um, centerfold. Yeah, and I guess that ties into her uh, opinions on me too. Yeah, I. I can imagine a world. I mean, it is the world. The world, the way it is. Like, you do have to, you know, suck dick sometimes to get yeah. ahead in Hollywood, and that's not good. I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a thumbs down on that system. But I think Pamela Anderson. You're not pro casting couch. No, what we're hearing. But I think she just like sees the w- world as it, it is. is. Yeah, hundred percent understands. I'm not saying she ever sucked dick to get anywhere sure. or even traded sexual favors, but I think if she did, she sees that as having understood the power she held in that situation and leveraged it, you know? Yeah, 100%. um, Yeah, I mean, I think that's what makes her sort of both like refreshing to see her reflections and sort of an enigma. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely, yes. You can benefit and participate from the you can participate in the patriarchy and benefit from it and more power to you. Like, not more power to you, but, you know, it's... that's the way said, it is. It is the world the way it is. Yeah. Um. That was something that, you know, they addressed in Hacks, the same thing with, like, mm-hmm. using Jean Smart's character of, like, being a ladder puller. Yeah. And, like, you know, not helping other people. And it's like, sorry, that was the way the world was. Yeah. Like, you had to fucking get out there and do it for yourself, you know? Um. And, yeah, I think Pamela Anderson, of all people, knows the myriad ways the world can fuck you over yep um and yeah 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 it's great also very interesting to me that they said that um when they're casting for broadway musicals they're looking for somebody who can act more so than dance and sing i was like sign me up baby (laughs) (laughs) i always thought broadway was close to me i can't dance or sing but i could act sure (laughs) I I actually don't think I could act either, but um, it was very interesting. And, you know, the reviews for Chicago were mostly favorable, saying that, you know, she doesn't have, like, the best voice in the Mm -hmm. world, but, like, she brings a real, like, vulnerability to the role and things like that.
3: I thought it was interesting. She seemed, uh, they showed her sort of training montage leading Mm -hmm. up to Chicago, and I don't know if she had experience dancing, but she seemed like kind of a natural dancer, you know? Like, obviously, Pamela Anderson knows how to move her body in a compelling way, but she seemed like she really... Picked up the dance yeah. thing quickly. She yeah. has a natural, natural in movement. she got the rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just looking at my notes, and I she talked about how when she first came to the States, she was summoned by Hugh Hefner. Yeah. And they sent a limo to pick her up to take her to the photo shoot, and she thanked the driver for letting her sit up front, because it was so lonely in the back, yeah. and I cried Yeah, I said that. Yeah. She was just like, it didn't even seem contrived. She yeah. just let, like, thank you for letting me sit up front yeah. and talk to you. I just so
2: sweet yeah truly yeah like a real babe in the woods yeah just like who had seen her share of uh trauma at that point in her Mm -hmm. life she was uh abused by a babysitter for many years and um then yeah raped by a much older man at 12 years old at 12 years old by a 25 year old man just really out here doing the absolute fucking most (laughs) um (laughs) yeah um and uh grew up herself in an abusive household. Uh, also very early, like they flashed on pictures of her parents and her dad looked exactly like kid rock. I was oh, like, yeah. well, that explains that. <laughs> like okay, that would check that one off the list um, but uh yeah, grew up in an abusive household and what really made me sad is she talked about um, she's like, you know, I feel bad because my parents stuck it out. And now they're happy, and I was like, "Mm, "Her
3: parents had a very tumultuous (laughs) relationship." Yeah,
2: um, and yeah, it's yeah, yeah, (laughs) Pamela, (laughs) a love story. Um, but yeah, yeah, as you said, I mean, Pamela Anderson does not in any way see herself as a victim, Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, her open heartedness and her like willingness to just like move on with her life in the face of like truly devastating past fuckery yeah, <laughs> um, is, yeah, very inspiring. Yep. Good, good for Pamela Anderson.
3: Can't wait to see what she does next.
2: Yeah. It will be interesting. What do you think she's going to do next? Do you think there's a gritty reboot on the way for Pamela Anderson? Of what? Baywatch? <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to have the anderson
3: <laughs> Um I don't know. I mean, I would love to see her, like, do a real acting role. Yeah. I don't know if she has... The chops. acting chops, but yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, she, I don't. She's just aged into such an interesting looking person. Mm-hmm. Like you talked about her years of eyebrow abuse. Oh kind of, yeah, but like, they, I mean, her the bare, one thing that didn't make it ever <laughs> past her eyebrows. <laughs> I, I kind of I wondered colored. if like you just she overplucked and that's that's it. Well, that or, was very much the stuff. of course. Yeah. But I overplucked my eyebrows in the nineties and they came rolling yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> um or if it's just like that's such her signature look that she Maybe. can't can't let it go um but uh yeah i don't know she's so pretty barefaced mm-hmm. and um i don't know like i love that her body is like she's still sexy but has more of like a bodacious like womanly body now mm-hmm. i don't know I don't, I don't know i could see her doing a a turn in law and order svu <laughs> or six <laughs>
2: a hard-nosed attorney or uh, or as a victim
3: um as like the red herring who doesn't want to talk to sure yeah, for yeah yeah no particular reason yeah,
2: yeah i knew I jake buddy all right can,
3: <laughs> can we wrap this up yeah
2: yeah he came in here occasionally always ordered a pickleback, whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um get at us penlanderson we'll uh get your career back yeah, on track sit down work on something i don't even know if she wants that
3: you oh, know? she does i think i that's what i was saying like after <laughs> after chicago she's just like what's next like she i think she needs to be in the spotlight she made a fucking documentary about herself <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah i guess
3: she doesn't know who she is if she's not on camera yeah that's why she endured years of talking to jay fucking leno Truly, yeah. Every time we see one of these things that relitigate something that happens in the 90s, every time there's Jay Leno's fucking face yeah. asking a disgusting <laughs> question yeah. or making a stupid fucking joke, yeah. he, yeah, I mean, just, he's always there. Always yeah. there not being funny at all. Yeah. Saying dumb shit.
2: Yep. Well, I look forward to 20 years from now when we have the same deal with Jimmy Fallon. So, <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. Truly wild.
3: Any other '90s icons you'd like to see do a self-produced documentary? I would like to see the Dean kane documentary.
2: <laughs> oh, this really brought him top of mind for me again. Dean
3: kane <laughs> You know what I was thinking would be good because it would naturally have like opposing voices. Is uh the Gallagher brothers doing a documentary, <laughs> <laughs> just calling yeah. each other nipples Wankers. or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Um. Yeah, no, I don't know. What else should we, I mean, I really would like to see a, I guess the Abercrombie and Fitch thing sort of addressed low rise genes, but that's, that's really what we should be really And the multiple Britney
3: Spears, like, docs that we've watched. Yeah. Low rise genes. They're due for a comeback. Nope. <laughs> no. no. Did you wear lower rise jeans? No, of oh, course I did. not. You did? Of course I did.
2: <laughs> Jesus, Jess, <just> how?
3: <laughs> I went to a high school in America in, starting in 1995, <laughs> 94, so there's no escaping. Oof, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, it was that or Junko jeans. Those are the two choices. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I do remember Junko jeans. Um, okay, anything else you'd like to say
2: about uh, Pamela?
3: Um, Love story. Would you recommend it? Sure. I thought it was compelling. I don't know if I needed it in my life. Yeah, but likewise.
2: But, I mean, I don't know. Since we've consumed everything else about her, we may as well consume that. Yeah, got to um, be a
3: completist. Are you going to read her memoir? I'm
2: sure not. There's a <laughs> lot of poetry in it, allegedly. Oh, God. Apparently. Poetry? But yeah.
3: Wow, talk about having a pure open heart. Yeah. Writing poetry. Yep. Pamela Anderson. No. Good for her. Grow
2: up, Pamela Anderson. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Um what uh yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
3: Are you watching anything else? Are you watching know, really. The Last of Us? Everyone's no, talking not. at me about The Last of Us. I think we're gonna have They're to. They're just watch talking it.
2: about that one episode. I feel like we could just watch the, watch the Murray Bartlett episode. Nick Nick Offerman episode. That's all people cared about. Yeah, okay.
3: Well, I'm gonna watch it, I guess. So you have to The whole to. thing? Yeah.
2: Okay. All right, enjoy. Um <laughs> I started <laughs> I'll watch that one episode. I'll commit to nothing else. Um, I started shrinking on Apple TV, uh-huh. the Brett Goldstein produced
3: show. It's okay. Yeah, I could tell you were lukewarm right. on it. It's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Are you going to keep I'm, going? Yeah,
2: of course I'll keep going. I love Jason Segel.
3: Yeah, and Harrison
2: Ford's good in it. He's funny. Um,
3: it feels like Harrison Ford deigned to do television, so we should at least give it a chance, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and
2: yeah, what? I I don't know. No not really
3: watching yeah. anything else i tried to uh we tried to go see the whale on friday mm-hmm. and we got to amc at the metreon no power no movies wow but i had this is so stupid but i was we the, come here for love yeah <laughs> i was looking at yelp before we left to see if they served alcohol <laughs> yeah. at movie theater and the amc yelp Site had all these pictures of this one security guard, like apparently he's a racist security guard, and people were like posting pictures and complaining about him on Yelp. And we got there, and I saw him, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's <laughs> it's <the> racist!" <laughs> I, felt, I felt like I saw a celebrity. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you're the racist security guard. <laughs> Can I get a selfie? um <laughs> Wild. He did look racist. Yeah, uh, sure. I didn't talk to him
2: though. Um. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing The Whale. It's got to be streaming
3: somewhere, right? I'm sure it is. I, yeah. ju- I just wanted to go see a movie, and I people are not convinced my husband to go see Avatar 2. So <laughs> <laughs> it was The Whale. Okay. Actually, it was nothing. We saw nothing.
2: Too bad. Yeah. Uh, people are big mad about The Whale. But Why? see it. What are uh, they mad about? Because... Uh, oh,
3: uh, they didn't get a real fat actor to play yeah. the role? Yeah. Fair enough.
2: Yeah. But Brendan Fraser, unproblematic king. I mean, I really do <laughs> welcome his... His return seems like a really nice,
3: nice boy. <laughs> um, I heard something about Brendan. Oh no, many, many years ago. Oh no, <laughs> perhaps it was told to me in private, so I won't repeat it. What?
2: <laughs> okay, well, that's our show, guys. <laughs> you will, you certainly will repeat that <laughs> off the air. Um, anything else that you're watching? What am I
3: watching? No, <laughs> I was finishing a knitting project, and I put on The Office, the British Office. Sure. Mm-hmm. And you can't watch the start of that without going all the way to the end. So I watched the entire two seasons and a Christmas special. Delightful. Yeah. That Christmas special. Oh, my God. So heartwarming. It's incredible. Yeah. Freeman. If you haven't heard of a show called The Office (laughs) from approximately 20 years ago, (laughs) do yourself a favor. It's
2: got to be further back then.
3: (gasps) Oh, my God. So I was watching it on Hulu. I have it on DVD, but I was watching it on Hulu. And I don't know if you remember the episode where um, Don and Lee give Tim a giant inflatable penis for his birthday. Mm-hmm. They blurred out the entire inflatable penis, which I found so stupid, and which it was not originally that way. I yeah. remember seeing it. A few episodes later, in the course of describing a movie, both David Brent and, uh, what's his name, the assistant... Say the N-word. Did they bleep out what? the N-word? <gasps> Absolutely not. <laughs> Very interesting choices of censorship wow. on
2: <laughs> I also, um, actually, I forgot. We did start Poker Face.
3: Oh, yeah. How is that? Um, it's, Everyone loves it. it. Yeah, it's not without
2: its charms. Okay. Uh, by that, I mean Natasha <laughs> Leon. Yeah. Um, uh Yeah, it's, it's definitely a modern-day Colombo like with her Love in the clover role. Uh-huh. um, And yeah, entertaining. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to start that. Nice to see Benjamin Brack getting back out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Adrian Brody's in the
3: first episode. Um, Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. So, yeah, give give Poker Face a shot. It, yeah. was, it was okay.
3: You guys can tweet at us at BFF TV on the radio if you have any recommendations. Clearly, I... Yeah, if I there's need anything, something since I'm rewatching The Office. <laughs> absolutely,
2: if there's anything under the radar that we're missing, please do let us know. We're always looking for uh, more content, preferably something that's streaming all in once and that we can yeah um, <laughs> watch equally. Oh, there's also a Colin Kaepernick produced thing coming to Hulu or maybe on Hulu about oh, yeah. called Killing
3: County about
2: cops in Sacramento. So, oh, really? Yeah, interesting.
3: I was trying to think of something to watch that was sports related for. Uh, our super bowl extravaganza next weekend oh.
2: <laughs> the rihanna concert yeah. <laughs> is she
3: the halftime show yes oh, cool yeah um, um
2: all right okay well yes do please do tweet at us we're at bff tv on the radio and keep it here on bff today indie rock girl radio is coming up um and there's a uh, ton more programming coming your way oh, yeah. to keep you keep you busy um All right. uh, What else would you like to say about Pamela Love Story?
3: Uh, I don't know. Watch it if you really like Pamela Anderson. (laughs) I don't know. I I mean, it's interesting
2: in so much as it truly is the first thing that's been released about her that has her involvement. So if you want to hear it from her, that's the show for you. Um, All right. Well, we'll be back next week with more TV on the radio. As I said, keep it here on BFF.FM. They'll keep you company all Sunday. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. 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 (laughs)
0: Be <laughs>